All right, it's Monday. You know what that means. Another episode of the Stewcast coming at you. And today, before I get into the interview with Darren McCarty, going to do a little bit of house cleaning, a little bit of cleanup on uh, some past shows. And I rarely check in. I like to get it right into the show, but today I'm going to do it. So first off, like, rate, subscribe. Uh, wherever you're getting this uh, podcast, please, you know, drop a follow, subscribe, give it a thumbs up or or write a review if you can. Greatly appreciate it. Also, at StuCast Sports on Twitter, follow me, send it to your friends. Let's let's get this thing going. Uh, greatly appreciate all the kind words and, and good conversation being had over there. So I want to I want to clear up some stuff recently and kind of give a, a short preview of what's coming up before we get into today's show. And I'll start with Jeff Nadu. Um, so I, I've gotten a lot of really nice feedback. The show has done pretty well. Uh, so it tells me that you know there's listeners out there that new to the show that that enjoyed it, and I appreciate that. On Twitter, he's a guy that, you know, is is like him or love him or hate him or whatever the saying is. He he garners a little bit of heat. Uh had got some troll accounts that came after me and it's one of these things where look, I I'm going to let some things go cuz I think a lot of folks if you're trying to troll or whatever, it, it's it's kind of one of these things where I think people that uh you know listen to this show for the most part are pretty respectful, pretty like, okay, I like this, I don't like that, and we can have a conversation. But if you're gonna troll, I you know, I have to I have to block and I have to delete posts and I hate doing that. I cause I don't I don't really believe in blocking, but it had to be done. So hopefully going forward in the future, I know I'm gonna bring some guests on that, you know, folks may not like. Uh, but please, you know, just if you got a problem with it, it, you know, let's have a rational conversation about it and not call people terrorists or something. That would be stepping over the line a little bit, uh, which is what happens. So especially at one o'clock in the morning, uh, probably not a good thing. So uh, that sh- doesn't apply to pretty much 99% of our viewership uh, ever. But, you know, for that 1%, that's just, you know, putting it out there. Uh, Coming up, uh, we go from one controversy to another. Look, I mean, I mentioned it before in passing. The amount of hate (laughs) and the amount of vitriol I received over going over uh, onto my buddy Paul's channel, The Scoop on the U, a fantastic YouTube channel covering uh, Miami University athletics, mainly the football program. Look, we're going to get into it. Me and Paul are going to have a conversation. That's going to be coming up later this week. Uh, We're going to get into it. We'll have, you know, a very spirited debate. But me and Paul are friends, and, and, you know, it is what it is. I won't be returning to the channel because I don't want to take his numbers down. We'll get into that and all the good stuff, but... Yeah, just some just some crazy stuff, man. I hope you tune into it. You'll get the whole backstory and everything. And and go check it out on YouTube because I think it's that 
over 3,000 views and hundreds of comments, uh, pretty much calling me a uh, drunk and, a, and an idiot. So if you enjoy that, go check that out. You'll Hey, pop in. Send another comment. Uh, it'll be good stuff. Uh, also on that show, Scott Bernstein re- returning to the program. We're going to catch up on some recruiting news and also get into some mob stuff. Jeff brought it up a little bit in his show. He's got a little rebuttal to Jeff. So uh, hopefully, um, you know, it's one of these things where you can make up your own mind. We'll talk a little Irishman, a little bit other mob stuff going on. So I like to mix it up, especially right now. Um, There's only so much college basketball chat. There's only so much hockey, baseball, basketball. So mix up the mix up the topics here and there. Um, bring bringing up baseball, baseball preview coming up. Got a few folks already for it. Getting a few more, so we're gonna take a look at the AL and NL. That's my hope. Uh, get enough beat writers and folks in the know to come on and chat some teams and some divisions. Uh, so that will be coming up later this month. Uh, just getting the ducks in a row for that. And, you know, we've got some uh, big guests coming on. Uh, talk, shirt up some guests for later uh, next month and in the month after. So stay tuned. It's going to be fantastic. But today's show, Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion, number 25 for the Red Wings. Look, this guy, he... He's very intense, um, and he's very open about what he's doing. What, and we're going to get into hockey. We're going to talk some wrestling even, um, what he's doing now with with a healing process for him as a former athlete with 170-some-odd fights in the NHL. Uh, it takes a toll, and we get into it, and it's, it's some heavy stuff. Hopefully, hopefully there's parts of it that are very uh, light, so, you know, try to mix it up. But he's a guy that's just a phenomenal dude um, that really cares about the city of Detroit and and very passionate about his projects. And And I hope you find, uh, you find it interesting. Enjoy the show. We got we lined up what's on deck later this week. And then uh, also we're going to get back into some horse racing. We're going to have Jim Root uh, or one of the gentlemen from the three-man weave coming back on. Uh, Some great stuff coming up, uh, so stay tuned. But for now, back to the show right after a couple messages. What's going on? It's Matt Bernier from the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In The Money Media Network. Be sure to join us every Monday, occasionally Tuesdays, but for the most part, every Monday. However you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's YouTube, you name it, you can find it a million different places, including InTheMoneyPodcast.com. It's the Matt Bernier Show. Anything and everything to do with the world of horse racing. All right, I'm really excited at this time to bring in a very special guest. He's number 25 in your program, number one in your hearts. Uh, He's a guy, I rep his jersey all the way from uh, some WHL games to to a Caps game, four-time Stanley Cup champion, the great Darren McCarty. Darren, brother, thank you for coming on. It's it's a pleasure, man. Well, you know what? Uh, Stu Castell... 
pleasure to be here. I thank you for all those uh, kind words. And, you know, we were talking about before, I'm a battery. People are my power, especially in the wing wheel nation that have helped, uh, you know, we've all gone through some ups and downs and, you know, we go through life together. So anything that I can do, I, I appreciate love and have that relationship with everybody out there, but it means the world to me. Yeah, man. I mean, again, we, we were talking a little bit offline before we started recording and it's like, you're a guy that, you know, you're Ontario boy, a good Canadian boy, as Don Cherry would say. <laughs> and you show He's up actually to... said that before, bro. I well, yeah. said that a few times. Absolutely. Well, Don, Don, Don recognizes real. Uh, he's an OG. Um, you, you came into the league in 92 and it's like, you've never left Detroit, even going to play for Calgary, um, which made me kind of become a Calgary Flames fan. That's another story, but uh, you pretty much stayed in Detroit and you rep the city. What most athletes, we, you know, they come, they go, they'll, do their own thing. They don't usually stick around, not only in Detroit, but like other places. What is it that keeps you still there that keeps you grinding that that power supply to your battery? You know, my story is a little different because I live the dream. I consider myself Detroit and Michigan's favorite stepson because the house I grew up in, give or take 10 minutes for the border on the Ontario side, just outside Windsor was 40 minutes. So I grew up a Dead Wings fan. I mean, worse than they are now back in the 80s. But a guy named Steve Eisenman was drafted. And the one thing about I was a Detroit fan, all my cousins and my buddies were Toronto and Montreal and fans and whatever, whoever's winning in Edmonton and stuff like that. But my team, we might not be able to win, but we could beat the shit out of you. So that's the one thing is that that was the mentality. You know, growing up so close, you know, I grew up American. When you live that close, you get American TV. You're, you're more Americanized. So, and then playing sports over in Michigan and understanding the culture and, you know, realizing at a young age that the beer was a lot cheaper on the American <laughs> side. So you got to figure out that aspect, you know, because you're a hockey player and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I joke, but, but <laughs> so to be able to, to not only play for the team, that I grew up rooting for seeing because it was always, I always wanted to, you know, I mean, this is the, the God's honest truth is that I always wanted to make a difference in the Detroit Red Wings winning the cup. I always felt, you know, and as I progressed my career and, you know, it was made apparent that if you want to make it to the NHL, you have to do things 99.9% .9 better than anybody else. And I was told for me, it would be physical fighting and, and I embraced it. What are, you tell me what I have to do to get there and I'll do it. That's what I told Kenny Holland in my interview with the Red Wings before they drafted me. I'll do anything. I'll do whatever, whatever you tell me. I went to Sweden a couple of years during my career, but the fact is to be able to, I realized when I was probably 17, 18 years old playing junior that, that Bob Probert, the undisputed heavyweight champion, needed a Robin. Batman needed a Robin. I want to be his Robin. Joey was gone. And, and, you know, so I saw that I could, you know, there was a role for me to play and then being drafted by Detroit and going in the minors and fighting 45 times that year. And what I, it was just part of the game that I played and I enjoyed it. And I loved it. And, you know, uh, the way things fall into place, Scotty Bowman coming to Detroit and being able to make the team out of training camp my second year, um, you know, through the ups and downs, uh, winning changes or 
a lot of things, but it's the culture, right? So, you know, in my story, you know, I have four Stanley Cups. So even going away to Calgary and coming back, I told Kenny Holland he hadn't won a cup since 1955 without me in the lineup. You might want to think about it, but <laughs> it shows you the love of the organization because I'd coming off my fourth rehab and I wasn't in a sort of good place, but it goes back to the culture and the family and the friends and, and I, I earned it and, you know, eventually proved it to Mike Babcock and I played 17 playoff games in 08 and again in 09 got injured again and, and decided to hang them up. But, uh, you know, I've, I've left for times down to Florida to get sober and, and I needed that to get away from here because one thing that I realized in my journey and we talked, you mentioned about how big a wrestling fans we are you and I and stuff is that I always, I was always like played DMAC was always, I was always on. It was always the wrestling character. I mean, you look back the way I fought, you know, yeah. back in the day when you could get the gear off, you could square off. I mean, there was a, a bit of a, a wrestling thing to it. Just as far as that, if I'm going to do this, well, you know, there's girls in the stands. I'm in my early twenties, my shirt's coming off. You know I mean? <laughs> I don't know why, like there's like, if I'm going to get, take some bunches of bruises what I'm going to look. So the mentality, that's where the wrestling mentality and I'm a big storyline guy. So the, it's that truism of wrestling through the, whatever you want to call it, the scriptedness or whatever, but that's the, the beauty and the joy. And you don't realize that all this stuff I can explain now. Yeah. Retired being sober, but it's just that, that view. And I enjoy using myself as an example, not only to don't quit, you're always in the fight if you don't quit and and somebody to say you know i'm not here to argue but what do you i'm here for what do you mean by that's all day long you know and at the end of the day like i told you it's what do you put in to get out so this is where i belong this is uh you know my my home my people um you know i've never i've lived over in the states and in michigan since 92 so i mean like uh you've i've right across the border but you know the detroit river is a is a you know it, it's a the border is real you know and then because when you go home it's still different you know yeah. it's the canada moves a little bit differently but i i love and appreciate all my canadian people because that's my reality check because <laughs> it's common so being canadian you have you have more you have common sense because you don't play into different things it's about right or wrong you what's the problem here's the answer so a long way to get around it, but the, this is where, you know, this is where the people and, and the one thing I love because in Michigan, look it, they take care of me. Gambling's legal in Michigan. Cannabis yeah, is legal. God. I got my, look at this. I got my own <laughs> brand. For me, yep. it's all, for me, it's all about like the CBDs, the CBNs and the stuff everybody needs. And then obviously it's, you know, the THC for your brain and all that stuff, but it's your understanding and the education and where we're at. So, and plus I got a WJR show AM 760 Friday night, 78. So life's not that bad for DMAC. I'm saying, come on, let's go. 2021. Now we got things going on. We're coming out strong and everybody's welcome. Yeah. You're a busy, busy guy. And, and there's tons of stuff I want to get into about, but you know, you brought up something going back to earlier in your career. And I was talking to a good friend of ours, Sean Belizean, that, that comes on here quite a bit. And, I, you know, we've talked before about you and it's like earlier in your career, you could put the puck in the net. Like you were, you were a pretty offensive 
like capable winger. And it did you mentioned like, hey, I gotta, I got, I want to be the Robin to the Batman. Uh, that's that's a position I want to hold. Do you think looking back on your career that had you said, nah, you know what? I I just want to score. I'm, I'm all about the points. I'm all about this instead of playing that team game, that grinding game that you ended up playing. Do you think you would have had a similar career or been as successful? I, I want to be a cog in the wheel. I want to be, I'm meek. Meek's not weak. Meek means you give me direction and I will follow and I will lead. And the one thing is that the way that my, my heart virtue of vulnerable truth with integrity, which explains the Lemieux figure, those are the things, those, those tough moments, those vulnerable, truthful moments, I'm going to stand there and I'm going to go first, right? Not because I'm, I'm dying to go, but my fear of any one of my guys going before me, of not letting me go first, you know, I have this uh, morbid thing is that, okay, you get by me, I'm dead. What, you know, you guys are on your own, but that's my role as far as, because you're right. Sean Belize and I always say, who's my co-host on 760, one of my best friends, but I always say, you know why we've been friends for 30 years is because you saw me play junior. You saw me score 55 goals. You saw me win player of the year. That's great. I guess because it's like, I talk about my experience through addictions and all the the goods and bads. The good part is I realized I won an individual award and didn't mean anything. You know, like I'm all about cups. I'm all about team. I'm all about you bringing the, bringing what you do the best to your ability and realizing where you fit in to where you want to go. Right. If I wanted to be the top guy on another team or, or, and that's not a, that was my motivation. No, my motivation was to win a Stanley cup in Detroit for the Detroit Red Wings, the team I grew up with to be able to say, you know, the big motivation here it is Al, 10 years old. I make a bet with my cousin, Chad, who's like my, he's my third cousin, but we grew up like brothers, right? Six months older than me, little wimp. He's a Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> fan. And we bet a hundred dollars at 10 years old. Yeah. Whoever won the cup first would pay the other guy a hundred bucks. Well, I scored the cup clinching goal i made him pay me 200 now i got the lions versus the maple leafs but it's only for 100 and he can't score any goals so i'm going to be up money that's the best investment i ever made and that's that was honestly the way that i'm the way that i'm wired the way that everything is that had a part of me doing whatever it took to be able to finish that goal now i tell everybody you realize your destination is an oasis. When you make your plan, even if it's your far away plan, that's just where you hope to be because it's a journey. Life's a journey. So it's all these moments and enjoying the journey. And instead of, for Darren McCarty, instead of going 50,000 miles an hour because he's focused on one thing, making it to the NHL, and it doesn't matter along the way, that's the end goal. Well, you sacrifice things along the along the run because you lose your perception you lose your perspective you lose different things plus you're 20 years old you're not 40 years old you haven't gone through it so then it takes some time and the perseverance and the big thing is you know who you are to everybody else but you don't know who you are to you and it, and a lot of us get lost in that a lot of us die from that a lot of us never find the answer i'm grateful that you know that the big fellow's got a plan for me and and to be honest all the the 
the Lemieux incident, the goal, the cops is just so people listen now and say, you know, to the story uh, that, that we're, what you do is not who you are. You know, we all get dressed the same way. Um, and we're all human beings. We're all part of the same race, you know? So I'm uh, about the compassion. And if, if somebody's willing to like, and here's the thing, I ain't doing no work for you. I got work of my own to do, but I will put you in the right direction of what worked for me. Or if I can't answer that, I had a question earlier today. It was around cannabis and a certain thing. And I think I know the answer, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So I called the best person that I knew I was right. But there was a caveat that I would have not known that they gave me, which I'm glad I asked. Now that's just learned behavior, right? That's just the way I operate the circle that I have now. So if I can do it, you can do it. The, the game, the game of hockey certainly changed. And, and uh, you're a guy that I, you know, I don't know today if there's an even comparable player to, to what you were, is there like in your mind? He might be a little bit better than uh, he's a definitely better skater, but like a Tom Wilson. Right? Okay. And, okay. Like a, like a, like a Tom Wilson, like a, a Wayne Simmons, like a, but, but the game, but you asked me that you just scrog my memory in today's game. If I came up now, I'd have no, I'd have no choice, but to be a scorer. That the, the skating would hemp me back, but my scoring would have had to carry me through if I was ever to play, but I don't think I could have played in this game. Is that, is that a uh, overall positive? Is it a negative to you? Is it just the way the world works? Yeah. Sports are, it's, it's, it's the science and it's the, you know, it's what it is, is decisions. Like I said, common sense decisions not being made. Let me give you an example in Michigan, minor hockey, right? They got all upset that body checking and peewee that you could start hitting because whatever, some people made a fuss about it. What did they do? They moved it back to ban them, which is the stupidest thing you could ever do because at that age, you got kids that are 6'4", 230, Andy Reid doing punt, pit, punt pass and kick, right? And then you got some kid that has a hit puberty that's 4'11", 100 pounds, and you're going to teach them how to hit no you make it when they first get on the ice because learning how to hit or taking a hit is about putting yourself or not putting yourself in the wrong position you know the the worst thing they did was put the stop signs on the back so that just made if i turn my back to you you got to stop it's like freeze you know it turned into a game of freeze you know that's not the way it's the respect so that's happened in all sports you look at football how do you play defense all you know what i mean like and tough and you know the hitting and stuff so you know i'm all about the safety but you got to also look that there's you know why is it happening i don't think those questions were answered you know and again here's the beauty i don't have to play al i don't care (laughs) i don't care i got four cups okay so they, they they changed my game thank god i don't have to play this game because i would have who knows what I'd be doing? You know, like that's, that's the whole thing. I love the game of hockey and I will try. So my biggest thing is how can I help culture? How can I, I can't help wins and loss. I can, you know, give, you know, some tips here and there, but the game sort of changed and evolved, but there's just the way that things are done, the psychology, the mental part of the game, you know, the psychological warfare. Nah, yeah. Pretty good at that stuff. <laughs> it, uh, 
we're talking hockey right now, so I'll bring it up. You know, how often are you watching games? Uh, you know, I watch every games? game. I watch every game. The question is, how many full games will you watch? And I said, when they when they give me a reason to watch a game, right? Because it's the consistency. Now, listen. His view took Steve Eiserman eight years to, to win a Stanley Cup with the team he created in Tampa. He's a smart guy. It's going to take him four or five here. I think he's going to learn of what he needs to do. That's four or five years, not four or five games, which means all you Kool-Aid drinkers, whatever, get excited at the beginning of the year, sit back and let's have a conversation. Have we? Do we see progress? Do we see progress on the defense? See, right now the worst two positions to play are goaltender because they're fine. They're doing it sort of what Jimmy Howard ran into. It's not the goaltending. Your goaltending is good enough right now to win you hockey games. You got to score, right? You look at the five on five play. The problem right now, they, they're not scoring the power play, no confidence, and they can't keep the puck out of them. They can't kill a penalty. I mean, that's the whole thing is that is, is they're not that far off. They got puck moving guys. It's the confidence and they're a young team still feeling it out, but they're nerd, you know, they're just on this starting this journey, but I like some of the gap pieces they put in play. I think Bobby Ryan you know, you, you look at them and you – so you it's easy, Al, because you do comparables. Who's who, right, even though the game's changed? Who do you sub in? Who is your this, right? Where I look at it and I go on this roster, you know, you got your – you take the, the Larkins and the – and so the Larkins, your Stevie, and the uh, Mantha's your Shanny. The Bertuzzi's – you know, the Bertuzzi's it, – it, it's – not me. It's it's your your Bertuzzi's more of a Kozlov or a uh, second line, right? Giovanni Smith is me. Up and down the wing, minutes. I, I love Giovanni. I, I love, love Gio him. too. I love it because here it is, because he's tough enough to police and answer any discrepancies. He's on the bench, which is a deterrent. He's, he's smart enough. He's got great hockey sense and he keeps it simple and he plays that up and down. And the thing that what I would tell myself is just take care of the puck and get it out of your app. Be that reliable resource when the defense goes back that in all else, when I was out there, it was, you're in trouble, throw it hard my way. I'll get it out. I'll, I'll life or death to get it out. There's a sports illustrated picture of me hitting Brian Helmer and uh, Vancouver game one of the O2 is I'm literally tackling him because you could back and they cleaning <laughs> out the D as the puck came around. It's a great pitcher, but it's figuring out how to play that game. And, and you see, because that's a piece of the puzzle, right? I believe like a Mark Stahl, a John Merrill, these guys are going to teach these younger guys, the Aronics and how to be pros, you know, you know, Nemeth's a great player, great solid guy, but how much tread on the tires and is it, you know, but these guys that are big integral parts of getting to where you need to be. And as long as a Red Wing fan, you see progress and it might be different game to game or week to week. It's not about wins or losses. What I love to see is I see them. They all love each other like we did and they compete for each other. And it's, and it's they care and you know 
you see little things like that by goofy little stuff for Tuesday scoring the gold, Larkin jumping into his arms, like, you know, you're in the backyard and then slapping his ass with a stick on the way up. Like that's camaraderie, you know, it's a sick, sick dude, hockey locker room, messed up sort of thing. But that's the things that I look for to make sure because that then they're playing for each other. Then they'll figure it out. And, and it's the whole conversation is, is Jeff Blasio the right guy? All that I need, if 19, Steve Eiserman, for right now, he's the right guy. When he's not the right guy, when anybody's not the right guy, either. Yeah. And it's, Al, it's an interesting point. I wanted to circle back to you brought up about, about guys don't stick around where they play and stuff like that. And, and you know what? and that's in most sports except for here, Detroit and hockey and a lot of places in hockey, but you know, drapes being director of amateur scouting, Maltz being a scout fish doing player development. Um, that's a, Cron- that's a good Cronwall and, Cronwall and Lidstrom over in Europe, even like in most ciders ear and, and you know, like Dan Cleary, Sean Horkoff, like there's like guys where Hork is like an extension. Horkoff was a captain. He used to be in Edmonton stuff, but he's a Michigan State Spartan. And he's like a, he, him and Ryan Kessler, like summer buddies, right? Like, cause you know, um, Chris Terry too. And guys that live here the summer, sort of like the Detroit chapter of the alumni that you get to know, you know, and stuff like that. So the culture's why it keeps guys around and they want to be here. Now for me, I got the greatest, like I said, I'm the buffer. Right. I, I'm the buffer between the fans and the team. And, you know, my job is to get everybody excited and ready and, and to show them, you know, what we're looking for. And sometimes the best thing is to watch players when you can't watch the team to watch guys. And then each, you know, you can do that shift to shift. It's a lot easier in the building than it is on TV, but it can be done. And it's okay to change your perception because it's not supposed to, I'll let you know, it's like I tell my boy Ryan Hanna. I said, bro, I'll let you know. Pull out the, the grape or the Kool-Aid again, bro. But geez, put that shit down. <laughs> put it down. Put it down now. Put it down. You enjoy every little victory. You enjoy you enjoy things that they show you, like first period against Florida at home, second game oh, yeah. Sunday. That was come nice. out and their four check is on top of each other. The two things right now, if I'm gonna criticize anything, it's it's on their four checker, on their puck pursuit, one guy on, and there's the second and third guy aren't in cohesion, right? And then the next thing is there's too many turnovers around the blue line, either getting it in or getting it out, and that'll always kill you. So unless you, but it, but we move the puck better than we did last year on defense. We're quicker from the back to the front. It's just figuring out, as we used to say with Scotty, what's the bingo balls? What's the bingo balls? And and when you do that, when you mix the lineups in this and with you find out what you got. And you might give an opportunity to a guy like Giovanni Smith who gets to play on the first line and gets an assist on Larkin's goal the other day. Yep. I mean, let you know, just like I tell him, just go play your game. Nobody plays your game, bro. That's why you're the caveat. That's why it's special. You're, you are knighted with to play that role for this, you know, which is intricately needed on every team to win championships. And it's not about fighting. It's about presence. It's about accountability. It's about consistency. That when they see him come over the board, somebody's going to get hit. Somebody's, it's going to be a tough shift. It's that you build that. Right now, 
it's not throughout the lineup. There's 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 easy guys to play against, and that's yeah. not. It's just you. But you put easy. It'll be interesting tonight, or it'll be interesting yeah. when the wings because they get the guys off COVID. Right. So, yeah. so you get, you get five and we didn't take that into effect. And my big thing too, is you're like, what, 10 games in, that's like a normal uh, exhibition season. Yeah. And plus they didn't play the year before. So, I mean, let's just brrr, yank your back boy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you too. It, it's been on my mind. You're a guy that you've been on successful teams. I mean, pretty much your entire career. Playoffs. I never missed the playoffs. Never missed the playoffs. Even even going back to like when you first jumped in with the Wings, 92, 93 time from that team was being built. That team was, I mean, dynamite. I think anybody who's not in Detroit that doesn't remember that, just remember NHL 94. I mean, the Red Wings were a very highly rated team in that game. These guys that are on the Wings now – is there a different mentality for being part? Everybody knows this is part of a rebuild that it's going to be a process. Is there a different mentality? Does that be wear down on a player? Mentality, the mentality is why it's that they're the one thing is that you're all in this together. Right. And the fact that it's not, he, his fault, this fault. No, we, we there's, and it's a process. And so what you look for is, is, you know, you, there, it's, it's tough because you don't want to breed and you trust me, everybody walks into that red wing locker room, the history between the pitchers and what it's all about. Even look who your general manager is. So, so there is a, a pride, but in, with, with great opportunity comes great expectations. That's the sign on the wall. Right. And there is great expectations. I think it's a learned thing. I think that you can't expect the younger guys to understand it. So let them go through it. We did. You mentioned 93, 94. Did I spend in the minors? That's when Toronto beat Detroit. Next year, Scotty gets hired. We win President's Trophy. We lose to San Jose in seven in the first round. Next year's a lockout year. We go to the finals, lose, get swept by Jersey. Next year, we set the league record, 62 wins, get beat out by Colorado in the conference finals in game six. So you want to talk about resilience and you want to talk about climbing the mountain? That's the next suck that you and I, Al, in like three, four, four years will be talking about when you're good enough to win it. And then it's just because the game, it's not the way it is. It's not your time. And with Batman hockey, it's all about uh, making sure that everybody's as closely competitive as possible. And, um, but it's just the way it is. So as long as you're together and you know your mission and it's, it can be frustrating at times, but the fact that and we'll tell you exactly where they're at and where he's going. He, he that's what I tell him. Listen to the man when he talks. Where did, that he doesn't call me and tell me what's going on and whatever. I just know him. My captain, and I'm trying to translate, you know, because he doesn't speak in code. He speak look, he said it right there. It's gonna be a process coming back no matter what you expect and keep being excited or whatever but pick these things out because if you're realistic we still got a ways to got a ways to go and but it's okay you you had a very uh fun career especially what made you a fan favorite like you said you would mix it up 
And for the folks that don't know about your career, just Google uh, Colorado Avalanche, Darren McCarty, you'll, you'll figure it out real quick. You mentioned the CBD, you're, you're heavily into cannabis products. Is that just you trying to take care of your body at this point? Is there, um, is it, I know it's a big growing business, especially in Michigan. Is it just a financial move? Is it a business move? And, and how's the body holding up at this point? You know, because like you said, game, game was pretty tough not too long ago. In 2015 is my sobriety date and without the plant cannabis saved my life which means i was 70 pounds heavier my internal organs because of alcoholism were gonna explode i was to the point that i was would get sick when i didn't drink i mean it was really really bad it was supposed to be hospitalized my wife being a neonatal intensive care nurse and my care uh, caregiver and friends in the business said said with rick simpson oil so we instead of we're gonna either go into detail and go through that again but i started and, and my relationship with cannabis isn't until later in my life like 27 28 when i first smoked it i knew there was something different because i grew up you're a jocker stoner and then something lied to me and you know forget all those games what came about is this plant saved my life through Rick Simpson oil and, and the, the cancer curing properties of this plant. And after eight days of doing between 10 and 15 grams of this a day and purging the physical addiction. Now you got to remember being an alcoholic, I I've been through four rehabs. The league spent a million bucks on me. I mean, I I'm here, but there's something missing. And uh, although I live by the principles of AA and the 12 step program, my, program has a garden in it because then there's education then time goes on and different things and people on board because it's the truth and then i delve into this plant to find out so as the red wing seeped into my heart as it's always been there i put the plant on my jersey and i protected the way i protected that plant because it's the truth and it's not about whether you use it or you don't it's about do you know that you have an option right? That you don't have to go to somebody in a white coat that gives you a script to tell you to take these pills that this is going to help this, but it's going to give you two other things. And oh, and you're going to be addicted in five days and then you're going to want to kill yourself. You'll be on heroin. In a few. That's one story out of it, right? This is natural. This is it through everything else, through, through fellow NHL enforcers with concussions and PTSD and alcohol and everything else. This has been the way. So through Michigan, being able to, the company Pincana, which is the largest seed to sale operation in the state of Michigan, I've been able to create the Darren McCarty brand. And with that, the my main concern is, is okay, great, right? It helps me. I know that, so people have to understand that anything with a spine has an endocannabinoid system, which means the cannabis plant, you put it in your body and you that the cannabinoid system will take the medicine where it needs to go, which means it's your responsibility what you put in your body and how it reacts. And there's different, different ways for it to do that. Now, the CBDs, if you think anything with a C, you think body. Anything with a T, you think head. So the body with the CBD and the CBN, which is the sleep, and the CBG, which is your digestion, these are just 
cannabinoids of 500 and something, right? So the education keeps going and then you get to with like-minded people and you're able to create the stuff that works for me. Darren McCarty brand is me creating the stuff from flour to edibles to CBD to CBN to everything that I need to work for me through my journey. Mine might work for me, it might work for you. If not, it's about, it's not about the what, it's about the who. So who can I, because I don't just use my stuff, I use everybody else's stuff and it's finding the right people. Cause the minute I, it's like I was told by Riley Colte, former tough guy who's sort of my mentor in all this from Philadelphia Flyers. Now you know the truth, it's your responsibility what you do with it. So my responsibility being me is gotta tell everybody, Jesus, <laughs> did you know you got an option, bro? And now the laws and everything. And, and it's not just me, right? It's my people. It's your people. It's everybody because it's the right thing. And then now I have the ability. So with grind time with Darren McCarty, with, you know, the sports hook on uh, coming up on uh, Woodward sports, everything else. I get to ask these questions to people smarter than me about the why, and they explain the why and why you, how your brain works this way. And this is why you act for me. That's as an addict and whatever. I just need to know the why so that I can determine whether I'm going to do it or, you know what I'm saying? Then, then I have a conscious decision that I understand. So, you know, so it's not it. So again, as far as, because, uh, I'm looking for my my piece of the cannabis pie, but it is absolutely not, you know. I, and if anybody who knows me is that money, money's money, man. I just I'll just figure out another way to make it. Now I'm getting older, so I'm figuring, you know, looking ahead more, and I have people in my life that I don't have to worry about that. I just got to do me, and uh, and then the stuff, you know, eventually comes out and. You know, people try my product and 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 different things that, that I've. Uh, it's not my name on something. It is something that I take great pride in, and it's uh, it's honestly one of my. I believe it'll be my greatest accomplishment for the human race, even more you know than winning cups and stuff like that. But because when you can give somebody the relief that they're looking for, I know what it's like. I've been there. I've been there with no hope want to die just don't give a shit you know feeling like uh trying to kill myself like nicholas cage and leaving las vegas i mean <laughs> it literally almost did um but then again you guys know me so if i'm gonna get my head behind something i'm gonna fight for something i ain't i ain't gonna be stopped and along the way i'm smart enough and i also have i'm surrounded by people that I know have my intentions at heart so they keep me aware if I'm off if I'm not off and sometimes I don't care right sometimes I don't care because because I know the point that I'm trying to make and so and you know it's it, I'm just like anybody else I'm just a human being just I had a great job and now I want people to realize I, I, what's important to me now is to go, hey, remember that? That you used to watch me on TV and I know that you were 10 then, but now you're in your 30s and you've had kids and, and you know, you've lived life and you've gone through the highs and lows. But, bro, that's what we're all about because that's, that's who you are. That's who I am. It's the culture. Remember those times? Well, they're coming back as far as our sports team. So we got to get everybody and remind them 
how we get that LCA going again, how we get the vibe. We know those feelings. We've had them. We're waiting for them with the Lions, you know, but we're all <laughs> the same boat. So. It's a process. But so yeah, that's I mean, what it is. You, you got a city behind you, bro. And it's, I think your story is really inspiring what you said. And, and I hope, I hope the listeners kind of take what you said in there. Cause it is, it is interesting. It is, it is inspiring. It gives you an option. Gives you an option. And if you, if there, you have a, what do you mean by that question? Get a hold of me, uh, you know, real Darren McCarty or Darren McCarty for Twitter, you know, like that's, that's that. That's where that's where the real real comes out. There, Al. That's where you and I chit chat. You see, you can see the sometimes, you know, uh, the 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 old school, the old school protector me comes out. Well, I love. I, hey, man. I you know what? I'm all in on on Darren because it's McCarty. accountability, bro. Yeah, it's account. That's all it is. Accountability. That's all I want. And there's in today's day and age, there's no accountability left, whether in sports, you know. You, you you do something to somebody you don't got to fight them your old lady yells at you because you got docked pay right you know like this just accountability you tell me your opinion you tell me why i don't have to like it but i definitely will respect it more than than you don't want to be accountable and people that aren't accountable or don't get it then you just got to move on from you start i i found out recently too you started up a podcast and and accountability and opinion and and how you're communicating with people you know you're a wrestling fan like i am the wrestling perspective is a show you're on there with lars Fredrickson of uh rancid really cool dude uh dimitri young jason kendall you know, famous ball players. It's a really interesting idea. Petey Williams and then fucking Petey Williams. And yeah. then fucking Dennis, the mastermind. The master, I mean, it's we call, a, him the, we call him the masturbator, but he's the mastermind. But it's a sorry. it's an amazing program, brother. Uh, and that's a world where there is everybody's got an opinion. No, maybe nobody's ever going to be right, but I mean, it's fun to you know get after each other's opinions. Uh, what what made you start to get into the wrestling podcast and and what are you currently enjoying about wrestling well i you know what it's 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 the locker room the things you miss is so we have something very very special and and the uh wrestling perspective podcast and the thing that we all have in common is our love of wrestling and and literally how I and Lars became part of the show is after an interview um, doing with Demetri, whatever like this, and just talking because, because there's, as athletes and musicians and uh, Petey Williams, who's, uh, he's phenomenal yeah, doing a lot of productions and stuff, but he's still wrestling stuff. The Canadian Destroyer's his. And it's yep. cool to be able to sit beside him and watch wrestling matches where they do it and he'll tell you why it's good or why it's bad or, or to point out different things in a match that you're looking for. But the best part is, yeah, we're all friends, you know, like we're all, we've become good friends, but we all have our different opinions. Like I love Drew McIntyre being Scottish and I love the, he's got the old, he's, he's more like the old Hogan, a few moves, but he's got charisma. He's got what you want when you're from, like when you're Scottish, like me and just the, 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 the gladiator, the William Wallace-ish guy, the guy that, you know, the, the king sort of, right? And mm -hmm. and some of the guys hate it, hate it, right? But they don't like, 
you know, there's different ways to it. So I'm, I'm always looking for the whys. The beauty about this is we've inter- we just interviewed Rich Swan, we did uh, Kurt Angle, Sammy Callahan, John Silver, yeah. John Silver. We just did ten, uh, Preston Vance, um, like a lot of uh, fucking uh, Doc Gallows and uh, oh, that Doc, that Doc, Doc Gallows, Carl Price. Anderson one is Dude, is one to check I, out. I, Those guys are I, fun. I'll tell you this: why I love it. You know, now even older, like, so Terry Guerin, Rhino, who's from Monroe, Michigan, is a good friend of mine. And I love just uh, to know who the good dudes are. And, and you know, we had Chris Saban on, so Motor City Machine Guns. I mean, just to be able to, to me, uh, we, we're fans like anything else and geek out. And I'm a huge storyline guy, so I always want to know the different things. Uh, actually, I think I just did a video for Tommy Dreamer's 50th. They had me do a little, hey, you know, like, and I just gave him a little, we just interviewed him too. Um, But it's the involvement, man. I always tell everybody, like I said, I don't want to wrestle, man. I just want the microphone. Just give me the fucking mic. And because I can't wrestle, they go, what do you mean? I go, I don't punch for fake. I hit for real. I'm, I'm, I'm programmed to kill. You know, I can't program. So that's, that's, that gets me out of doing anything, but I like the mic or be commentator or something. Like that, I just love the storylines and everything. Like, you look at the... So, WWE, in my opinion, is Vince McMahon's dictatorship. Always has been. That's where I've left it. Whatever it is, no matter what. NXT's broken off a little bit. You could see the Triple H influence and how he's still handcuffed to try to do it because AEW and, and in the TNA, that's the, that's the people's, right? That's the wrestler's show, right? Where you even hear is about you know, the ideas of Tony Khan, and, and that's what you need. You need the guy. Who's the guy at the top? Did you see where he's going, right? I don't see where the Jackson Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars are going before them hiring Urban Meyer and stuff, but I did see where the AEW was going, right? And with the impact and with guys loving where they're at and feel appreciated, that's all it is. At the end of the day, I would go through any wall, do whatever for my guys, on the team, on the Red Wings, because I know to a man that they appreciated what I did. And that's all it is. I think that as a human being, that's all you're looking for. Is to I be that's, somewhere, that's to work the thing somewhere. That, it's, that's the thing the that's really drawn me in. Right? You see the, dude, like, as silly or as say that if you watch Dark or you watch BTE or you watch Sammy Guevara's blog, you know, Fuego Del Sol's turned himself into Brandon Cutler, all these B guys because they're real. You know, I watched it yesterday and I see uh, Acclamation who do the raps, right? And they're yeah. fucking whatever. They do something and one in the raps, they pull it an MJ doll and go, you are, you act like such an asshole, but you're really a good guy. Give him a kiss. Like, <laughs> you know, we're saying these strong, like, which is all the stuff I hear behind the scenes. But but what makes Maxwell J. Friedman such a great heel is he plays it 24-7. His Twitter's on fire. He'll roast your ass like it's nobody's business. Love it. Love it. He's always on. That's the story. That's the fun that they're having so I can have fun because I don't see them being exploited. I don't see them, you know, these, for lack of a better term, in these opioid addiction, you know, in the middle of getting out there just to get a paycheck, even like hurt. They're doing these moves and they're trying this crazy stuff because they do that because they want to, because they want to press the limits and the injuries they get, they're willing to take because that's part of the show. If that makes sense, that's that's what draws me in is to, to anything. I don't have to 
be a big fan of it, but if I see somebody passionate about it, I mean, then I'm interested. Uh, likewise. I, I mean, that's what's drawn me to the product and I, I can't wait. I I'm really looking forward to when all this gets back to normal and AEW shows up in Detroit. I would hate to see what? the kind God. of that. I hate Dude. to see the kind of trouble oh. you're going to get into. Oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble, bro. Actually, before it's funny because I was going to do in Monroe uh, with Rhino. I was going to uh, in his corner versus uh, Sammy Callahan and Madman Fulton. Oh, I was going to quarter man for him and fucking chair shot Sammy or something. But oh, dude, I'll be in with the dark. The the thing, have you seen Talking Shop of Mania? Yeah, I love Talking Shop of Mania. Dude, that's my favorite. Dude, like because you know the love of it. And the thing that I like to say is, is you see the guys that come in. So if you see the old and the new and all this, you know who the good guys are. Because if they're your guys, right? And then to hear, you know, Doc Gallows and to see him like, like, Dude, Karate Man makes it on TNA, and I know Ethan Page has got now, but now fucking Gallows has got Sex Ferguson fucking trying to hump all the fucking dude. That's what I'm saying. I go, you fucking Sex Ferguson's making. He's like, yeah, dude, it's so much fun. Like, that's the stupid locker room BS, but team stuff. That's the little stuff, the little pranks, and and at the end of the day, just a bunch of freaking little kids. You know, like, and here's the difference. The WWE's looking for a lap at your expense, right? They want to make fun of somebody and I'll go, ha, 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 let's beat up Lana, let's beat up Lana, it's good and bad. Instead of having the storylines where one time you could go, oh, well, but he deserved that. And then the next time, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the character development and and the positivity of of the stories because the wrestlers have more imp- input is to me what makes me such a better fan i i know you're a busy man i, w- I want to wind it down but i would be remiss we mentioned it briefly woodward sports uh you're you're a guy that i mean uh, folks i wish i wish it wasn't just a podcast i wish we were doing the video here uh, because I mean, you're a very animated guy. You're built for for TV. Uh, you know, what are guys? Sports- like I tell, I, it's like I tell my daughter, right? Because she graduated from Fair State and she's a uh, sports management, but she's not in front of the counter. And I'd say, honey, honey, these are in front. These are in front of the camera questions. Like when the camera goes on, and they hand you a microphone, right? Your mother can't answer that. She's the behind the camera person. Those are the technical people. Those are the ones, right? They that don't like to be in front of things and stuff like that. So Woodward Sports, yes. Um, I it's, I, it's, it's a great. Doing, it's a it's blowing up. By the way, you get folks. If you're not if you're not plugged into these guys, the the Butcher Show uh, with Mike. Uh, Chef Davey, Sean, uh, they've got Scott Bischoff on there doing great NFL content. Terry Foster's coming on. Yep. Yeah, Sh- well. Shawnee B and Joyke Bell. I mean, it, it's really kind of blowing up uh, after starting maybe a, a month or two ago. Yeah, I came on board middle of last month, and it's and the best, you know, it's one of these things that it all comes down again. I'll talk about the top, and if anybody – it's we're doing this in the Lady Jane Studios, which owned by Chad Johnson, who's on 168 Lady Janes across the country. 
They're not franchised. He owns them. He is the Jerry Jones of this project. This is his baby. Um, and the whole idea, it's about the people. The beauty of it is the essence, you know, where you can go with the Woodward Sports and see us and talk about it. But when the live events come back and we're out there in the fans, kicking out the pop-outs, doing tailgates, having barbecues, you know, being to interact and have these conversations and talking about, you know, no, I, I, I like that match better. I like that, or they're going to win. Being about, that's what, it's the people. It's for the people and it's for, for anybody else. And to have this opportunity to do it in the place I love with the people I love, it's a win-win. I'd like to hit you with some uh, quick questions. If you're ready, if you're prepared, just some quick hits. Hold on a sec. Wait, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Uh, toughest team you ever played? I mean, I, I, I'm going to take the easy way out here and go between 96 and 02, the rivalry between the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings, every game, which was a playoff atmosphere. And it was one of those games that was marked by every team around the league. And some years they got us it was a different you know the main characters were usually the same you know the the 10 and then there was a piece throughout but at the end of the day we won three they won two we win <laughs> and Patrick Waugh got traded from Montreal which you'd think at the beginning was a bad idea because they beat us in 96 but we retired him after <laughs> game seven and oh two so <laughs> uh toughest fight you ever had uh out on the ice best fighter you okay ever off against. here it is the only thing more lethal than joe kosher's right hand is thor's hammer and my rookie year he was with the new york rangers and this is the joey kosher that was part of the bruise brothers that i grew up with and knew how tough he was he pops guys ear pieces he knocks guys out he ends guys career so i squared off with him right-handed being left-handed and we squared off. He threw a punch. I ducked. He took a piece of my helmet off. We end up in a headlock. We had our heads on the ice. He looks at me. He goes, you all right, kid? And I looked at him and said, thanks for not killing me, Mr. Kosher. <laughs> and then, so the moral of that story is don't kill me. I'll come back and haunt you. But in all seriousness, the three biggest moves for us to get over the hump in 97 was the acquisition of Brennan Shanahan, Larry Murphy, and Joey Kosher. Joey Kosher. Scotty knew because he was Papa. That's the nickname, Papa, of the grind line and of the younger guys. And just, you know, he was the stability because of the relationship he had with Stevie. And and it, it just worked out great. And to this day, he's still the president of our alumni. So, you know, he's one of my best friends. So it's it's crazy how that happens. Thanks for not killing me, Joe. <laughs> uh, last one here. If somebody's going to ask you, you know, what's the defining thing about you in your career like what's the one moment that you would say this is Darren McCarty this is this is me uh you know summed up you square in the face with the cold <laughs> cock revenge and and picking the right time right I didn't and 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 which meant like everybody who knows me knows that if if there wasn't a spot I would have been in that bench throwing my skate at him or something. Like, he would have got it. I would have got suspended. I know that my fans would have sent me commissary in Jackson State Penitentiary if that's where I ended up. So I'm not worried about it. 
But just the fact of March 26, 97, because here's the thing, guys, you can wish for everything you want. Because you got to remember that happened to Draper 10 months earlier. So how many yeah. times have you stood over something? Right? The receipt. We talk wish, about the receipt. When you wish, but when you wish for it, yeah, the fucking receipt was coming. And you know what? Split second. But you got, you can't say, is this the moment? Is No, you got to know that's the moment. And everything, the perfect storm. You know, Larry Onuk starting it with Forsberg, foot grabbing me, Shani knocking me out, me fading the linesman, him popping out, and me hitting him so freaking hard. It was every man, woman, and child was in that fist that he, the, the pitcher the, the said he turtled and stuff. He said, Claude Mew himself said he didn't turtle. It's the hardest he's ever been hit. He was out. So I was like, thank God I can't hit any harder. But <laughs> I did hey. smash his face against the boards in front of Drapes, which was karma. And since Drapes' face got smushed the year before in front of him, right in front of me, I figured that that was payback. So do you guys get along now? That would be my moment because chronologically, without the, that being Red Wing D-Day, it has to start. And you could take away all the cups and everything. I never played again, but they were able to win and stuff. Well, I had a part in it. Do you, do you and Claude get along uh, at this point? Is everything just As men, I have respect for him as a man. You know, we've had conversations. We've done we've done autographs together. That thing turtle. I don't know why I wouldn't. Um, but he's given us, you know, donates to charity stuff. As a man, as a human being, I have respect for him. As a player, no. Do that again, I'll kill you. <laughs> D Max, uh, I I wasn't bullshitting when I when I said earlier in this show. Me and my sister, uh, we got a Darren McCarty jersey that will, depending on if we're going to a hockey game, and the Wings don't have to be playing. It's a very weird look when you show up to a Blackhawks, uh, Dallas Stars game wearing a McCarty jersey, uh, but. <laughs> but we rep it and it's really cool to talk to you man and, and uh, very inspiring and we went around I, where can people find you one more time so people can follow your story your journey and and power up that battery uh real darren mccarty on instagram facebook one with the black uh twitter four on uh on the tweeter uh darrenmccarty.com you can also look at the darren mccarty brand Obviously, Pinkana, Woodward Sports Network, that's where majority of the stuff will be coming out of. Uh, excited in beginning of March to launch an afternoon show with my buddy Ryan Romani from Fox 2 and Tom Mazaway. So the sports hook, look for it in a uh, weekly afternoon show in uh, March. It's going to be a fun, fun spring when that show drops. I'll be bumping that Dmac, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for listening. Go follow Darren McCarty. Go check him out. Support the battery. Be the power for the battery. And we will see you next time after a while later.